Yes. Synthesizer. Synthesizer. Bruh. Bruh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, if we could personify what's going on right now within yeah. the ecosystem mm. and within this particular universe, because we're definitely in the fucking multiverse. I don't know oh, yeah. where the, s- the tilt happened, right? but we're in the multiverse. But let me introduce myself before I start going down, because this is going to be one of those where we're going, this is off the top. This is going to be called oh, off the tippy top. This Jack, is going to be like a, a very loose version of our episodes when we don't have guests where we just get to kind of chop it up but still have a little bit of structure but anyway i go by the name of small eyes with a z and who else do we have with us your girl today? ashley c yeah she's back y'all you Hi need to guys. make some applause wherever guys. you are in your home or your car or wherever you're listening to us or checking us out and she's back man glowing saying yeah I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. we'll talk about that but yeah who else we got yeah kavari with a k hey. with a k man with a k not jack with a j Mm. AKA Where's Waldo? Where's Waldo, man? Hey, shout <laughs> out to that. That was a song. Yeah, where's Waldo? It's a good song. It's a song available on your streaming platforms, even though fuck the DSPs. We'll get to that. So, yo, this is an episode uh, we titled Walk Like a Panther. And of course, it is going to be dedicated and in true tribute to the living legend yes. and the soulful warrior, yes. beautiful shining example of what it means to be a human but definitely a black man so human for sure but a black man in america powerful fucking like the tippy top you know what i mean yeah so we're gonna get into that and we'll you know we might get emotional we'll we'll get into that in uh in a little bit crap my tears but uh let's go ahead and get into it and start with the warm-up lights please lights please Turn off the lights. lights. For now, everything just seems so. It doesn't seem so right, J. Cole. And I'm sorry to tell you that you're a liar. And no, you're not. But you, that 2020 song, is everything yeah, but. 20, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Did he already bomb about that and say he was a liar already? Yeah. yeah. So. He, oh, did. Yeah. he did. So he called he himself did. out. He called himself out. That's facts. Mm-hmm. That's facts. Damn. So uh, let's get into the warm up. And now that it's going to be, this is our first uh, WTF what the fuck of the week Mm -hmm. and it starts with uh basically the supreme chancellor or if you would um in star wars uh you would call him the uh you know the yeah supreme chancellor (laughs) the evil empire um i don't know what name to give this dude anymore because he's one of the biggest disappointments there's a lot of disappointments in 2020 but he's one of my people can go back and listen to digital good times you can see from day one yeah we used to i used to like almost like worship almost at the altar of elon musk because of not only his technical aptitude but what i thought was some altruistic intentions he's revealed yeah he's revealed himself to be full of shit Mm -hmm. um but Let's just get into. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the subject yeah. matter. Then I want to get y'all responses on how you feel about what this dude is fucking doing. But he quotes and says, uh, "Elon Musk has been working on Neuralink. We've even talked about it in previous episodes. If you don't know what Neuralink is, he calls it in quote, uh, it's like a Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires. So if that sounds super cool to you, you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> but if it doesn't, if you're like, wait, I wait. don't want a Fitbit in my skull." Um, Why do I want you touching? Let me but, give um, you. Oh, go ahead. Yep. Okay, you get. You gonna read some more? Yeah, I'm just gonna it. read the last, this last little sentence, and okay. then we'll chop it up. So he says it's a Fitbit for your skull, but what his real goal is? I wanted to bring this up just because this is where I want the real discussion to go, so we know where his intentions are. The goal is AI symbiosis, which he's talked about before, but he mm-hmm. dives deeper, deeper, which allows the human brain to merge with artificial intelligence, such that. In the future, the world will be controlled by a combined will of AI and human. And then he <laughs> jokes in this press conference that he's like, you know, uh, I could actually have one on right now. Like it could be it's Ooh. supposed to enhance uh, humanity. So what do we think about somebody who is, again, has shown his cards this year to be someone who does not have the most of the highest intentions for his own workers, for his own people, let alone some of his takes being the innovator because this technology is extremely innovative so it's being mm-hmm. pushed through being the innovator for something like this that's going to be putting literal chips in people's skulls he's a demon yeah ahead, i mean it, it makes I me think floor. of uh raymond kurzweil with the human 2.0 and he said that by this time we'll have ai within our bodies helping us live longer but uh i'm not with it 
but I'll say I am because if they take over, I want them to hear me. You know, remember from <laughs> we the said that before. Yeah. yeah, we said that before. But um, <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier. Like when you were a kid, if you somebody told you like, hey. Do you want a chip in your head to make you like half computer? You'd have been like, oh, cool. You right. know what I mean? Not me. But I feel like we grow up so well, since the world is how it is, we mm-hmm. have like the disparities, the um, the greed, the the deceit that mm-hmm. you can't trust anything that anybody says. And he's just turned into like the West World villain. Yeah, he, much. Like, you know what I mean? Literally. Somebody did this. Yeah. Well, so, I think the I think the yes. slide thing about it is he's kind of he's kind of more like a um, like a villain from The Walking Dead. Where, mm. you know, they always have those those like these white guys that present well. Mm-hmm. They speak a certain way. They are not stereotypically what mainstream society would would consider to be a villain. Yeah. But then, you know, that there's the big twist. Like, oh, this nice white guy is actually <laughs> the villain, right? Right. <laughs> well, meanwhile, like it. all the black people walk, walk, watching Walking Dead already knew that that he was a villain from the yeah. get go, right? Yeah. I see him as so like. That's, I think that's what like where sensing what's happening under the surface but mm-hmm. as you watch the video of how he presents it you know Sounds of course right. they're presented yeah. it as a way of uh, dealing with a lot of neuro- neurological issues like um, strokes and yeah. spinal issues and things like that so mm-hmm. it's being touted as you know being able to medically be a breakthrough medical device right. Right. If you will, like for, for neurology and um what was I going to say? The um, the other thing is then when they start asking more questions, then he starts to reveal the other parts where he's like, you know, someone's like, oh, well, can you control, you know, your computer with your or can you control a Tesla with your brain? And he's oh, like, nice. he's like yeah, you can do that. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, you, you can actually use your thoughts to control your computer. And that's when it really starts to get weird. So when it's presented in a way where it's like, oh, this is to be able to deal with, you know, neurological issues. And then he presents the the test and the pigs and right, where he's right. like you know you can you can implant it you can easily take it out you know all those things people are going to easily accept that and be like oh well, this, is, mm-hmm. this is okay and he just got they just got fda approved to be able to start testing yeah. humans whoa he's finessing man actually what's, what's your take so what's your take so on with, it? yo so with that a lot of people are gonna you know they're gonna accept it and be like okay well this is where technology is expected to go right. but again Elon has really shown his true hand through his tweets, through his recklessness, through his opinions, mm-hmm. and can't be trusted. At all. Um, I feel like he's trying so hard to be like a more innovative Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like at the end of the day, like you guys all touched on, it's just like an evil genius type of vibe, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't trust it at all. Or, fuck, or fuck even the supreme like, or even right. the genius who doesn't know what he's really doing. Yeah, he, he might, like, I mean, I'm sure he does, oh, but he's like the naive genius. Right. Where no, I'm going to do this for mankind. But like, if somebody would have told people, like in the 20s, like, oh, you have this device in your hand that can tell you the weather and all of this, I wonder how many people would have been like, nah, I don't want. I don't that. know. I don't even know. if it's naive, yeah. I think there's a reason why Elon Musk and Kanye West get along because mm-hmm. there's a little bit of this, like, you know, I'm special. Right. This is what I'm spo- what I'm supposed to do. This is how I'm, I'm supposed, supposed to, to save the world. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be consequences. There's gonna be, you know, casualties, casualties yeah. right? Yeah. I and I, that seems, it seems like he's operating more from a space of just like, you know, maybe some greater casualties. good. <laughs> yeah, or, man. You know, so wrapping up uh, this subject, um, basically, fuck Elon Musk, <laughs> and <laughs> just keep a close eye on him because yeah, if this nigga really does have Neuralink. He could be like operating at a level of brain processing power where he's like fifty years in the future and he has us all enslaved. What Keep if a close like fucking China eye on China or yeah. like, What if there's like some type of spin on it, like where he's actually Bruh. working with another country? Like, Bruh. who knows? He could I be the goddamn Manchurian. <laughs> he could be the Manchurian <laughs> candidate. We never know. Yeah. I mean, like the real talk, we don't know. We really might don't be know. alien. <laughs> right. know they, they came and visited us. So, all right. Saying him and uh, like Zuck. A few of these dudes are really robotic, like now. Yeah, like they're very. It's mm-hmm. looks like they have to concentrate to make facial expressions. <laughs> I, think I think they already cyborgs. Yeah. 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 Wildness, right. man. So, all right, what moving, next, moving on, next? moving on. Yeah, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep, I'm keeping a tight ship, man. Even though we freestyling, keeping a tight ship because we want to give people. Also, you got three more seconds. Yeah, we, we keeping a tight ship. <laughs> so uh, now we're gonna get into this is something new and I. I want to again make this the opportunity to shout out how we're trying to grow and expand this platform known as Digital Good Times. 
we have two ways for you to interact or to get involved. And the best way, uh, unfortunately, right now is going to be by becoming a part of our Digital Good Times Digi Good Tribe Facebook group. And the only reason why I say unfortunate is because every week we have a, a horrible article <laughs> about what Facebook is doing with their platform. And in particular, we could talk about what just happened with the young brother, the Blake brother, and how Facebook enabled the fucking white supremacist military group. And it's like, they're literally like an unfortunate necessary evil, but we are building community and there's a lot of positive things coming out of it. And that's the whole reason why I want to use this time to highlight some of like the real best comments and commenters on a digi good tribe so that means if you want to get your comment read you just gotta fucking participate in what we doing and you can yeah. do that by signing up for digital good times facebook group or if you want to just be just alert and aware of what we got going on you can join our mailing list and you can do that all by going to digi good times.com the website is up and running um and we got stuff coming we man i'm gonna talk a little bit more about how we got a merch release I'm going to go ahead and announce it right now. Ooh. Coming very soon. Hopefully, we'll be Ooh. able to get the pre-orders Ooh. going in October. <laughs> shout out to Adult and shout out to Sterling. Uh, and the good brother Jack also helped us early with some of the design. We got some fire shit coming, man, for y'all to support, but also look fly. So the only way you're going to be alerted to that is being a part of the tribe. End promo. Also, sponsorships <laughs> coming um, in season four. Season four. Um, we only got a few more episodes left in, uh, in season three. I want to put that out there. So, this is a new segment called uh, Comic Comments of the Week. First, one, I want to start with Comic Kamikaze com po Comments. No. Comment of the Week. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, first <laughs> one is from. Uh, Good brother Jamar. Shout out to Jamar Nolan. He's been kind of a real, uh, real important and I would say very uh, enlightened brother in the hip hop community, man, doing a lot of dope work. Um, mm. So if you don't know him, holler at him in the Digi Good Tribe Facebook group. And his comment was related to a post titled Joe Button Podcast Leaves Spotify. And I okay. quote, he says, uh, I don't know if I'm going to pay for the pod, but I don't doubt that Puff would break bread to get it on Revolt or maybe Cash App sponsors like they did <laughs> during his pull-up series. Okay. Spotify continues to show their hand. They don't care about our culture or our creators. They only care about the growth of Spotify at all costs. Right. And that reason why I wanted to give that quote because it pretty much sums up what Joe's entire long but very necessary yeah. breakdown of their Spotify journey. If you're a podcaster or a content creator, you need to listen to that because the way he breaks down mm. that journey will allow you to see how we need to navigate these spaces yeah. as content creators. So I want to go to strip club first so you can understand the, <laughs> wow. the wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I just want to highlight that comment and then get y'all thoughts if you had any thoughts. If you haven't listened to the episode, that's okay, but what are your thoughts on the comment or this topic? I um it's interesting because I feel like the best way to connect with the audience is if you could do it directly, and these platforms keep coming up the Spotify, the OnlyFans, and saying, "Hey, we can get you to your audience, and we can make it easy for them to follow you." But then they want to take a cut; they don't want to value you or your your time; they don't want to value your content as mm -hmm. they should. Mm -hmm. But if you do the work and you can get your own um, ads then you don't have to worry about trying to go through a Spotify. You can still get exactly. paid. You don't have to get like a lump sum check, but exactly. it takes more legwork. So exactly. it's always like the pros and the cons. Like, can you do the work? Do you have the connections to get out there? Yes. 100%. To the sponsors. 100%. And um, I also want to point out, I made this point on the on the Tribe post as well, that if you aren't already familiar, the reason why YouTube is becoming an emerging platform for content creators has already been the place for vloggers. So YouTube vloggers are some of the most important influencers. If you aren't familiar with like PewDiePie, PewDiePie is more important than like almost, I'd say 90% of the people that are on Instagram as influencers mm -hmm. because he has actual like millions of subscribers. Now we right. say subscribers and we're talking about on so YouTube, you have the ability to have like memberships now. So he has millions of mm -hmm. memberships. Ain't nobody on fucking Instagram got anybody subscribed as a member on their Instagram. Right. But on YouTube, you can join and subscribe in the prices, baseline prices four ninety nine. So imagine if Joe and them decide to do live pods, you subscribe and you can catch it immediately on the fly rather having rather than having to wait for it to be pushed right. to spot what well, ain't gonna be on Spotify because they're fucking gone <laughs> and good reason and I'm, I'm glad that they're they're gone so they can, they understand their value uh, or whatever other platform mm -hmm. and you would then have the ability um, to they would they, you can they would be able to make millions of dollars right. independently yeah, 
independently just through YouTube, and then right, they could right. have all other kinds of sponsorships. Yeah, within so, like embedded uh, sponsorships exactly. inside of the podcast. So YouTube is uh, YouTube and Twitch is is pretty much the platform that they really Twitch built is their really yeah, yeah they built yeah. their entire infrastructure in this pay model that YouTube is using. They really got it from Twitch. So yeah. either Twitch or YouTube, whichever one you prefer, that is how you get your I bread and your Twitch. money up. But they can still switch and, switch yeah. on the audience if they want to. That's the scary part. For sure. No. The whole this whole situation with Joe Budden makes me think of you know we were just watching the the No Limit Chronicles you know and fantastic highly recommended fantastic highly recommended highly recommended Jimmy Iovine offering him a million dollars and him turning it down and yeah. you know that being one of the things where he realized you know what he had and how much it was worth and I can see Joe kind of having those same same types of realizations over these past few years with. Um, you know, specifically with podcasting, right? You know, obviously Joe has a lot of lot of different stuff going on, um, but um, yeah, it just it just makes me think think about that. I think that um, you're right about YouTube or Twitch being, you know, like the most viable places for um, cutting edge people to be right now. Yep. But it does. I mean, eventually, mm-hmm. this comes down to what we, you know whole reason why we even do this platform is yeah so that they can have their own platform so right. hopefully joe can build towards that yeah and he can see what he, what, that's what you know, he that's, he that's kinda, what he is doing that's what he he's has his whole network. following yeah right. that's what he's gonna be doing so, so kind of tease the network but like yeah. it would be cool to actually see that see you know that what happens. i find so um so dope is the fact that he went through that whole loving hip-hop stage he went yeah. through that whole yeah. mm-hmm. musician stage and still found a way to still be relevant and Top still re- yeah mm-hmm. absolutely 100 yeah i don't think that spotify spotify would be the same without him no we, they wouldn't and, they wouldn't um, and like since he has that huge fan base you know what i mean like he can literally go and take his stuff to soundcloud and be yeah. like hey i'm putting these up for free these podcasts <laughs> yeah and he'll have these sponsorship these right. dollars coming after him he doesn't even have to worry about a youtube if he doesn't want to of, you know what i mean uzis and all them when they came yeah. through you know yeah. soundcloud and grabbed them all oh, up yeah. SoundCloud's got. I still like. I still fuck with he gets, SoundCloud. SoundCloud is great. Yeah, yeah, make his own website. Right. SoundCloud right. is like is great. It has. His I feel own like platform. he's gonna be successful. Yeah, no he's a, he's he's already stated that they've getting they got M's that are being thrown at them right now. I was gonna he say. literally mm-hmm. said on yeah. the podcast that we got sexy. He said you know his term. We got sexy <laughs> deals. Like we look sexy. <laughs> he's basically saying like people are already offering yeah. us better right. things than you're offering us Spotify. Right. You're fucking idiots. And uh, that's cool. So it's fine. They'll they'll I'm gonna regret it. People will divest. So right. moving on again. This is rapid fire. So like we we just you know pew, I'm gonna keep just pew. just 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 ride with me. <laughs> this one is a more heavier one, and this is a call back to our previous episode, which in my opinion is one of our most groundbreaking. And we like mm-hmm. we do a lot of groundbreaking shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'll pack myself. I'm a, I don't care. You know what I mean? Sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta <laughs> put your chest out. Okay. You gotta put your chest out. We do groundbreaking shit, but that one is a groundbreaking episode. And shout out to Taylor and to Mariah for coming through um, and helping us facilitate that space. But this uh, conversation and when we, again, on the Digi Good Tribe is a safe and it's an open and inclusive space. So let me put that out there. If that's not your vibe, then you can like definitely kick fucking rocks from what we got going on. Um, But I want to highlight this conversation that was really 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 engaging and it also shows the where we are as a black community and having these conversations but the title uh and you'll see this again in the digi good tribe digi pack the only way you get access to it is you got to be a member Mm -hmm. or you got to be on a facebook group it's not going to be for long basically just wait until the end of 2020 2021 we we definitely coming at a different level so read that as you will however this uh is from a post titled the black trans prayer book uh is a stunning reminder of the everlasting divinity of trans people Mm. uh the collection is an interfaith text written by black trans and non-binary believers and so i want to highlight two comments that really highlight why i think community building is important and creating space is important even if we're doing it in a digital space because we can't do it in a physical space um, the conversation that we're being had in this particular thread, we're really engaging about how if you are somebody who stu- studies African cosmology and African history, you can see that there has been since the beginning a connect direct connection to divinity mm-hmm. and people who are trans 
and also people who may fit into the category of intersex. Right. And so what's interesting is that, and I'll talk about that. That'll be my second point. Sorry, let me go back. So <laughs> my homegirl, uh, I actually went to, uh, was in, uh, in, she, she was at Spelman, was at Morehouse. My homegirl, her name is Ash. Another Ash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ash Colte, she stated in her comment, this is a part of my work as a professor. She is a professor. Um, there's readings on this. There's plenty of evidence mm-hmm. to show in history. So there's historical reference oh, to yeah. show that there are people in the indigenous community cultures Definitely. that existed as not only just like existed and they were coexisting they were divine yeah. representatives so that means if you look at it how perverse uh, colonialism and, and white supremacy it has turned people who are considered to be regarded as divine mm. into literally mm. devils yeah. and people who are easy, can be easily murdered colonizers are afraid of power you know Absolutely. what I mean yeah. and so like in a lot of indigenous tribes if you had the feminine and masculine energy within you who better to understand what the tribe would need? So a lot 100%. of times they would be placed mm-hmm. as the leader of the tribe. So if you see that as a colonizer, you're like, wait, I need to take out the powerful people right. and then make everybody hate them. 100%. So other point I wanted to highlight that was cool. Out of this conversation, so there, there, was, there, was, there was, the conversation went left. I'm not going to say who and contributed to it going left. It was somebody who was genuinely trying to have a conversation but needs time to grow. You want to put it there? You can go find it on the tribe and see the conversation. Um, but what came out of this that was positive, I want to highlight, is uh, shout out to the homie Ty. Uh, anybody in the Atlanta community knows Ty. St. Boogie, she's a phenomenal journalist. And uh, she basically chopped it up with Ash. She's like, yo, she's working. Ash is uh, working on a book. Um, and she is going to be on Puerto Rico and like the connection to Caribbean culture. And um, they literally linked up and are going to work. She's, they're going to try to work together, like mm, just so through dope. the thread. So nice. that's real community. But I want to highlight, like we really got action going on where people are connecting and are actually collaborating. So get involved, man. I wanted to use that as a plug, but also to show people are doing the real work, even in this thread that went left. And so one other comment I wanted to say is from my wonderful homie, uh, Faye, aka Deku, she is amazing. She was also the person who was the main facilitator of our previous episode on the LGBTQIA plus and Black Liberation episode. She was the one responsible for helping me kind of coordinate that. I want to shout her out again. She's fantastic, and she's always dropping knowledge bombs all the time in any of these conversations. And I just want to read her quote. Um, and this is because she responded to something where someone was saying, uh, trying to compare or say that. Uh, someone who said they had someone in their uh, friend group who was intersex. Mm-hmm. And this is this is just, again, I just want to point out, like, we got to really be open and aware to different perspectives. I don't even consider, and this is my ignorance, I don't consider or even am aware of what the perspective of someone who is intersex is experiencing mm-hmm. and how I didn't even know how truly d- different and differentiated it is. Um, from the trans experience of course it is right but when you have that level of ignorance and you don't even know you haven't i haven't even i I even said in the comments that i haven't even i don't think i've talked to an intersex uh person Mm -hmm. and deku was like she was like uh actually you probably have because over two percent of the population is intersex but they get uh mutilated and of course Mm -hmm. uh uh, 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 when they're born they're mutilated and their genitals and things like that are removed so i say i'd say we have to be aware of other people's perspectives and Mm -hmm. here's the quote from faye AKA Deku, and she said, intersex people and trans people are both born the way they are born. Both they're both of us aren't defined by our genitals. Neither of us choose the way choose to be this way. Mm-hmm. And indigenous cultures recognize multiple genders outside of the binary. So as again, mm-hmm. more people dropping knowledge bombs on this subject that this is coming from a place holistically and historically. It's not like people are throwing this out of thin air. And the whole point of the post was to basically say that, you right. know, black trans people, LGBTQIA plus people mm-hmm. are finding ways to connect who they are with their spirituality and going right. back to pre-colonial. So yeah. I think it's beautiful to just see how mm-hmm. the power in this and for people to just have this much confidence and courage to come out to talk about these things that have been bothering and plaguing people for so long. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Feel like we've been kind of put into this box or we put our ourselves into this box um you guys saw about the matrix when the director of the matrix came out yeah, and was talking about how it's yeah. about non-binary Yo. and just to show like it's not just ones and zeros there's it's a lot crazy. more out Yo. here i went back and watched when you accept it that's when the power comes i was like oh Yo, okay, wow. yeah. If you go back and watch that once again, that shout out to Deku. She broke it down. She was like, "Yo, the Matrix is a black. I mean, uh, not, the Matrix is a trans story. It's the journey of a trans person and their experience. And if you go back and watch it through mm-hmm. that lens, it's gonna Completely fuck you yeah. up. Yeah. It's nuts." 
and it literally uh, uh, Laura or Lana. I, I don't. I, I miss. I miss their first names. Laura or Lana, I believe, is one of those. She was like, she was basically like, yeah, like, yeah, we. I, it's out the cats out the back. She's like, yeah. people have been talking about it in the trans community for a long time, and that's mm-hmm. uh, supposedly. Deku uh, was like, yo, we've we've known about this forever. Like, that's it's crazy. just now that y'all are getting exposure because it literally came out of the mouths of one of the Wachowski sisters. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Matrix fanatic. Anybody who knows me, who like really knows me, I'm a Matrix fanatic. It blew my wig back. I just want to say, like, yeah, we are in a transformational time. Be open and aware. Yeah. To I love the how they adapted that. the story, and they were just like, we're gonna make it our own. It's crazy. Right. So they're going down Matrix wormholes, new Matrix. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So we can go uh, down yeah. the Matrix. You know what I mean? So again, we shot mm-hmm. out commenters who are doing and saying um, impactful things. We want to lift you up. Thank you. Thank you. Final one, and then we're gonna get into our kind of core of just kind of lifting up our brother Chadwick and just talking about our favorite moments from him and impactful mm-hmm. things. And hopefully, I might have a segment from a guest, but I don't know. We might put it in later. Anyway, this final comment of the week was on the Jay-Z and Nas dropping on the same day fiasco and if you don't know Nas actually answered tried to answer this question in the Charlemagne interview where Charlemagne or excuse me DJ Envy actually asked him straight up and Nas being a good a fantastic like smooth operator was like yo that's that's a coincidence man like that's that's pretty interesting like he tried to play it off like he didn't know it was a thing and then him and jay like just are on the same frequency but i don't want to bring this up just because i think this is a good conversation and a good point it's a little bit long but this is from my good brother uh jay live aka justice Allah, and um he's a fantastic mc lyricist teacher dj he's a samurai and uh this was one of his statements on why he thinks the conversations always having to drift to it being competitive is not helpful for the maturation of hip hop. He says, "What uh, quote? What were Biggie and Pac about to do before they die one by one? Unite the coast after a mark uh, after a uh, marketing market driven real life costing hip hop music war." So I'm reading people's quotes. So again, no shot to y'all, man. I'm just reading it as it's written. Uh, what was Nipsey about to do before he died? Empower and educate people about entrepreneurship. What is Nas trying to do with this album? Turn up Black Lives Matter into power and wealth building. What's Jay Z's song about? Black entrepreneurs retaking and retaining ownership. What are people talking about though? Release dates and petty music beef from their youth. Shut up. Mature hip hop needs maturity from the audience to be effective. I saw that and it was bars, and he has even more that uh, he stated in there. And my so I was actually the person he was commenting or responding to, and and also the thread in general. And my comment was everything is saying is bars, but. What I wonder, and this is when I open this up to y'all, y'all can respond to the comment, but also is the problem also that we may need to do away with our comparative and competitive ranking methodology that's literally embedded slash battle culture that's embedded into the ethos of hip hop that we may need to grow beyond that in order for us to get out of this who's better or best and continually pitting our our, our favorite people artists against themselves crabs in a I bucket mentality all day. <laughs> open, it, open it up crabs in a bucket mentality all day no matter Facts. what you you know as artists it's always a rat race look at billboard look at all of these things that people have to you know consistently have to push themselves to maintain it you know a, a number shall we say mm-hmm. you know i think that that's it's a rat race mm-hmm. and I, I feel like if it wasn't that way, it would be completely different. It would allow us to really see how amazing we are overall as artists and creatives and all that good stuff. I feel like this whole situation is just based on the whole crabs, crabs in a bucket mentality all day. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Facts. I like the part where you're like mature hip hop needs maturity from the audience to be effective. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, so that's what I was going to talk about earlier. Like, you ever went back and, um, like, just uh, down memory lane and start watching, like, old hip-hop videos from the yeah. 90s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you start yeah. watching, Turquoise. and you just look yeah. at what they were wearing, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you remember the big T-shirts, <laughs> the jeans? Big jerseys. Yeah. Right. Yeah, now, mind colors. you, most of us have matured how we mm-hmm. dress, yeah, though. We you dress. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who still dress that way. Yeah. And you can mm-hmm. tell, like, their maturity level is still In 90s is the golden era hip-hop. I don't yeah. want to move on from this. <laughs> Yeah. So they want to hold on to like, no, nah, we got to have beef and hip hop. We got to have these different things. And it's like, that's not really what we own now. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do we're we about progression. It? Yeah. Do right. we need it? We don't. Yeah. I really like Nas's answer. I mean, I think I think it was, you yeah. know. Mature. Um, 
True. Him being diplomatic and mm-hmm. but you know him just being a classy dude mm-hmm. and you know, he has he lived through that that yeah. that mm-hmm. East Coast West Coast shit man you yeah. know he you, lost you his friend he was cool with mm-hmm. yeah him he and lost Spock and and him and and uh, Big and yeah. you know different situations so yeah. um, I think that and then to go through that with Jay Z even though it was exciting at the time when it was yeah. happening mm-hmm. it was also a little bit scary for us because it right. wasn't that far removed from Tupac and Biggie so I think mm-hmm. that we yeah. were kind of like. Okay, this is this is fun from a you know hip hop fan standpoint, but right. like we don't want it to go too far because we know we now really know what this can be, right. and so um, you know to the point of of justice, um, they you know Jay Z and, and Nas are talking about black empowerment, mm-hmm. you know, and for exactly. so many years people complained about the top rappers were only talking about bling and were only talking about you know money and cash and all of that, but now yeah. we we kind of see what they were talking about 20 years ago mm-hmm. what they what they've been able to do with that and their mentality how much you know what their mentality was the entire time and now they're just able to be more free in that and i just appreciate that Nas and jay are still around i mm-hmm. wish pocket yes. big was still around because i feel like they yeah. were doing be the so same dope. thing yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah uh, but yeah the, the whole thing of like hip-hop needing to mature absolutely where at that yep. point you know where i mean from the 20 20th century another genre you know would have already come around and have dominated so like really hip-hop is kind of barely holding on not saying it's barely holding on but like something could come and knock it out yeah. at any point in time you know mm, so yeah. i think that we should not um you know act too entitled and yeah. act too privileged don't take anything for granted what hip-hop has ever been able to become and yeah and and, and celebrate you know, some of the that Nas and Jay can do what they're doing right now. So yeah, I, I feel like too, like the whole situation with kind of touching base on what Jack said about like you know the everybody talking about vagina and everybody talking about. I mean, you didn't say Mom. those words, but you know, like the <laughs> the younger the younger generation of um, artists, um, you know, being so apt to talk about what's catchy, what's trendy. You know, I think with their age has come you know more growth i think Mm. it wasn't really cool back in the day to really talk about certain things even though they did talk about certain things they still with their age there's maturity too so we got to kind of look at it like that as well yeah and i also think and to to put a nice little bow nice little ribbon (laughs) on into this and then we'll go into our our core man of uh lifting up our good brother um I think that when it comes to maturity as well, we have to understand. And this was a whole nother post that it was a lot of, we got a lot of good, we got a lot of good shit happening in the mm-hmm. tribe, y'all. All right, this is just facts. These are pure facts. It. But there was uh, one where I, where I mentioned the city girls and talking about things like divine, divine feminine. And that went up and went, everybody was going crazy. And essentially I was saying is that if we look at maturity, like all of the women coming into hip hop, there is, when it comes to like that ranking and that comparison and that beef stuff, none of that's there. If you look at all the young women, wherever the Sweet, whether it's uh, uh, Flo Millie, yeah. like they mm-hmm. all in, they all rock with each other. They all are collabing. Right. There's mm-hmm. none of that negativity. They all are supporting each other because they understand they're building a thriving ecosystem. Where yep. is when it comes Even to the then, niggas, yeah. like none of them fuck with each other at mm. all. Like almost <laughs> everybody pretends like they do, but they really don't. Yeah. Everybody's like in their own separate siloed walls, or whether it's even street shit or gang shit, and it's like. Man, they could really take a page out of the book from the sisters. Right. Even and, looking and at that. like city girls reaching out to like Nikki, like exactly, that's crazy. Exactly, like women are so powerful and united. Mm-hmm. I feel like if the if the men got on that same page, oh my goodness, game changer. We'd run it. I mean, we run it anyways because yep. they take our maturity. culture, but you know yeah. how that goes. Talk about it. <laughs> so it, it's 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 that time where we mm. got to go. You know, dude, I'm tearing up. Dude, I'm tearing yeah. up. Real talk. We got to get into Straight you know. Up. You know, we this 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 episode was just gonna be like again. We're gonna we don't have a title yet, but it's gonna be like off the top or <laughs> off the top of the dome strip, <laughs> or dome. it was just gonna be like where we just we just we, it, it's structured but not a lot. Right. And right. Um, this happened, and we're just like, yo, let's just make this be at least some dedication to mm-hmm. the good brother Chadwick Boseman, who uh, untimely left us, mm-hmm. but has gone to join the ancestors, which is so yeah. amazing. The imagery and the beautiful stories that he has, and you can mm-hmm. go back and watch Black Panther, which I haven't yet. I, tr- I, I watched it last night. I can't. I'm watching tonight, and yeah. um, but just the scene where he's connecting with the ancestors, it's yep. like that shit hits so mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like every single word, you're like, ah. Oh. Uh, like when they, when he lays down and they have to bury him, you're like, uh, it's just like, yeah. man, want to cry. 
I know that's what I said y'all so can be sad. we can be it's like this brother was and so I, I'll share my story and I wonder mm-hmm. I might it might hope it doesn't take me I don't know if that Where took me go? out the zoom Hopefully. yeah it did alright that's okay cause nobody it doesn't matter I wanna I wanna see if I can get uh, I, I might have to see if I can airdrop it so while I'm doing this y'all will uh, talk about how y'all feel I wanna get a segment from my good brother Damon um, who is um, a huge, huge Black Panther fan, and I just to give a little background about my brother Damon, and then we'll 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 all get into the subject. Uh, we worked together at Apple for years. He's an incredible human, and he um, he essentially helped facilitate all of our we would do these meetups we've been doing movie meetups forever in our apple mm. little click or whatever even people who no longer work at apple and it'd be like 15 20 plus people in these meetups to go see these marvel films for mm-hmm. years and so he organized this himself he do the group meetups he buy the tickets also shout out to my good brother quentin who also was a part of helping organize those things and he got me back into Black Panther on the comic book tip. This is in 2015 mm-hmm. when we knew it was coming, when we knew mm-hmm. the film was coming, and then we knew that Chadwick was involved with it. Right. He got me back into the comics. He's been a diehard Black Panther fan his entire mm-hmm. life, and so I wanted to just get him to speak on what the Chadwick meant to him in the film, and we'll play that, and then um, we'll get everybody's talk. So let's see if this works. You got it? Yeah, I got it on here. Let's see if it works. Uh, it's really um, sad to lose him. He was such a bright and upcoming actor, and uh, really, um, I'll tell you a quick story about like with Black Panther in the movie. Uh, when I was back home in New Jersey, I used to hang out with my friends, and uh, the group of us used to go to the movies together. Um, that was our thing, you know. We go to see the big blockbuster thing. Somebody gets the tickets. We meet at the theater. We watch, have a good time, mm-hmm. and I really loved that. And when I came down here, I always wanted to have that same kind of connection. Mm-hmm. But um, it was kind of hard to get that off the ground, but we did start doing it with uh, the Star Wars movies yep. and then worked into the Marvel's movie, mm-hmm. Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I remember when Black Panther was finally announced, I was like, this is mm-hmm. gonna be my personal project mm-hmm. to make sure I get the group together and we all go see this joint because it's going to be phenomenal. Yep. Uh, even when he first showed up in um, Civil War, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he, every moment he was on screen, it was electrifying. You know, Chad really brought this character to life. And um, this character is really important to me, not just because he's black, but because of the African part. Right. Um, this mm-hmm. African uh, Afrofuturism uh, part because I love science fiction and I love comic books and I love our African culture and bringing that all together in Wakanda mm-hmm. was just amazing and just um, seeing like how much much of a hero he was how heroic he was and how he was willing to um, go against his own traditions to do the right thing right. seeing the women beautiful and strong and smart and courageous and supportive mm-hmm. and seeing those men support those women and the cultural impact of this movie is really what drove it home. Right. Um, seeing how growing up we were made fun, we, we were told to make fun of our African culture, but as you get older, we start to embrace it more and more. And this is something that's been taken away from us centuries ago. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to figure out who we are for 400 years. Talk you know, about it. But seeing right. this, seeing this cultural phenomenon of Africans. And, and wearing the African garb and, and all the symbolism there, it was, it's nothing like I can ever even put into words. I can't even imagine anything else being more impactful, especially to the children. So mm-hmm. that yeah, was man. it. That's like the gist of it. He got, he got a little bit more, but Oof. thank you, Damon, for sharing that. And again, he brought joy to all of not only all of us but just the community. I'm, it's all about community building, even small, fifteen group, twenty group people to right. bring that many people together yeah. and That's to really lot. spread <clears throat> that energy is amazing. And it was all because of the work and the craftsmanship of Chadwick Boseman yeah. and um, mm-hmm. his contribution. So now I want to open it up, man. Just talk about what's your favorite thing about his work or favorite thing about him. 
and then uh, we'll, we'll, bring it, we'll bring it home. There's so much. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, yeah, so so like, what's crazy is um, my, um, my fiance, her first blockbuster film Amber. that she worked on. Yeah, Amber. We love you, Amber. She, it was Black Panther. True. So like, so how it comes full circle is that. So she gets on that film. People on that film get her on other films. She brings me on the other films. Mm-hmm. The people who I'm on with on those blockbuster films get me on Avengers. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Avengers. Flicks. Yeah, Infinity okay. War working. And I'm eating on lunch and I see like Chad and his group, his homies. I'm like, oh. And my homegirl's like, oh, you want to go meet him? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so she, I walk up to him and he's like, yo, just say hi. He's cool. And I'm like, yo, hey, what's up? I'm like, thank you. I appreciate everything you're doing for little black boys. He's like, yo, anytime. I was like, I was like, damn. Like just humble, ate with the people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo. And just to see his mm-hmm. career just take off. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, you know, he's the next one. They he's saw it in his eyes. You know, yeah. everybody else, you're like, oh, okay, cool. They have some cool flicks. But yeah. his passion for the craft mm-hmm. was evident in every single role he played. Out of here. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love the fact that, I mean, I don't think that people know, like, his whole, like, history and all that good stuff and how he was a Harvard graduate. And, yeah. you know, he worked Talk with, um, what's her name from uh, The Cosby Show? Aunt Viv, Aunt Viv was actually, like, his mem- mentor. At Harvard, she was like a professor. Uh, Claire, not the one Claire Huxley, uh, or Felicia Rashad. Felicia yeah, Felicia Rashad. Yeah, Felicia Rashad. Yeah, yeah, yes. Rashad. Mm-hmm. So Felicia Rashad actually became one of his mentors, yeah. and the dopest part is she kind of helped him, helped to put him in a position to get funding to continue to go to school and all that good yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But he would take acting jobs to actually pay for his college education. Um, mm. He knew he wanted to be a director, of course. So I mean, even down to like looking at like his whole history of like things he starred in um we go and we look at all my children and a whole bunch of other it's shows crazy. that he started in. but crazy. look at uh 42 and yeah. um i mean him playing what jackie robinson, jackie robinson. Jackie robinson. Um, that was the first movie i ever seen him in. yeah it's uh, crazy to see like how him. he has been in a position to literally have black children look at him and allow us to see black men as for who they really are, you know, as kings. And I mean, he really has, you know, exuded this king mentality and this just king aura, you know, like even people that he works with, like everybody knows him, like you said, for being humble and Mm -hmm. for just being like so amazing at his craft and really consistently working on his craft. Just to see like that power in that, in the Black Panther, Mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, role. I mean, it's just so sad. Like 2020 is such a crappy year to like yeah. lose some of the people that we. Bruh. I'm telling you, man. Like to le- lose some of the people that, or the some of the, the black individuals that are like so empowering. Mm. You know. Yeah. At the end of the day, like it's he really. I mean, he he served his purpose here. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he was doing the ancestors' work, obviously. Yeah. And, um, you know, just to be, I mean, of course, I got emotional, obviously, this morning when I was going through reading all the comments, but it was more specific when I got to watching the clips where he was talking about working with the terminally ill right. kids. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, like, he started tearing up. And he even said in the inter- in one part of the interview, they're like, you know, you must be going through a lot. He was like, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. He said, one day I'll be able to tell this story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now we know that. what he's talking about, right. that you were having fighting stage four terminal cancer while filming one of the most active, most right. action-packed mm-hmm. films of the last 10, 20 Dude, years. It's like superhero. It's like, yeah, you, 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 gotta, you were working from the divine, the Orisha, the ancestors were, yeah. were, were, were using you at that point. That man. just goes to show, though, like how much black men have to bear and carry. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's really important to point out this man had one of the worst types of cancer. Like colon yeah, cancer is like horrible. terrible. Horrible. And to just think that you could, you know, carry on that way and then not be emotional, not yeah. be in everybody's face about it. You know, it wasn't publicized. Yeah, nobody knew, you know, and that kind of goes back into like the old school type of thing, like where, mm-hmm. you know, older black men would never tell people yeah, about what they were dealing with health wise yeah. or not, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's really like challenging and sad to like. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to say that, that um, him working while, um, you know, battling cancer, you know, speaks to how tapped in he was with mm-hmm. his purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we've heard similar stories with uh, people who know that, you know, their time is potentially limited right. and they choose to continue to work through that time because they know that 
the work that they do will have an impact, you know, far beyond when they're gone. And um, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, he's one of those, another one of those heroes. Um, Mm -hmm. I think of the other, some of the other people that we've lost this year, um, Senator John Lewis, you know, Kobe Bryant, people like that. And there's a a bit of a commonality between um, these individuals where, you know, like you said, Ashley, there's a, um, showing a side of black men that has not been highlighted as much mm-hmm. as of late, mm-hmm. um, especially as it pertains to like having class, having some, having a type of honor, right. um, mm-hmm. pushing for something that's that's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been in such a you know egotistical, me me me, I'm the man. Mm-hmm. I you know. I'm on, I'm on the king of the hill, on top of the hill type of mentality for so yeah. long that yeah. we forget about like, you know, the Muhammad Ali's and right. Right. Uh, Martin Luther King's and the Malcolm X's. People revered them because they were morally good people. Mm-hmm. You know, they had good character right. and they fought for something that was bigger than exactly. them. Exactly. That's that. I think that's why, you know, these, you know, recent deaths are hitting us the way that they're hitting us because, mm-hmm. We're like, wow, these are the people that we're losing. But I think that the if there's a silver lining in that, the inspiration. I mean, exactly. Kobe right. is immortalized. Yeah. Chadwick is immortalized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Senator John Lewis. Right. You know, all you know, uh, CT Vivian. All these different people. They're yeah. they're immortalized so that this generation that's coming up that they are brilliant, but maybe they're missing some things historically. Mm-hmm. These things start to become more present. And, and, you know, as they're coming up, they know about Nipsey. They know about Kobe. Right. They know about, yep. you know, uh, Chadwick. Mm-hmm. So that 15, 20 years from now, right. we will see the impact of that influence. Absolutely. So I think that's, that's if you know, if there's a positive in it. I think that th- their impact is really going to resonate with people. He's mm-hmm. godly, man. Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's really like, godly. you know, what it is. And, you know, people can say, you know, I like... I, I like the term when we say king and stuff like that. Yeah. And but we base that off of really like a, again a colonialist kind of interpretation of what king is. Right, and then right. you can even say pharaoh, which is cool too, but then that also is a different kind of connotation yeah. historically, hierarchical, his, yeah. hierarchical right. historically, and that's not what he was about at yeah. all, you know what I mean? But if you and then this isn't to get, you know, spiritual, but hey, hey, you know, the ancestors are working and you know, shout out to Bay. She's the one go ahead and curating that energy of our traditional African religions mm-hmm. that I urge you all to go and try to go study the, the history of your ancestors. There's an incredible so doc called right um, Voodoo um, star, uh, re- uh, directed by Jaiman uh, Hansu which uh, I've, I've been wanting to use this. I don't know if this snippet. <laughs> I don't want to use this snippet. Oh, it's Jaiman Hansu. Wait, this is Eric Andre. Oh, it's Jaiman Hansu. That's how you say his name. Is he rapping? Uh, no, he's just yeah, and he made this incredible boot. Like it's it's essentially like an African history, African religion, African cosmology, African spirituality primer one hundred and one. We put it in the Digi Good Shop. I want to illustrate again. If you were vibing or you felt the energy of what Bay was doing with uh, that fantastic Black is King film, or if you resonated with Af- with uh, Black Panther and all of the African cosmology and all of the African history that's built into it, I think that it would do you of service to go and to at least understand where the origins of these mm-hmm. spiritual practices come from where all the culture all the fashion all the things you've seen like go study where it comes from and there's a doc this doc that again i'm referencing mm-hmm. uh that will give you that um but i also just wanted to say that i think you know he definitely was a representation and manifestation of the ancestors like example someone like shango uh, who mm. is a warrior god mm-hmm. he literally was a warrior in every aspect whether it was spiritual um he put his whole family on like I, I, so, and, and we'll, we'll we'll wrap this up shortly but i want to get everybody's final segment and we'll move on to our final segment but um just speaking my heart about how i connected with him and how he really was a model example of like man this is what a black man really looked like mm-hmm. who's really like really mm-hmm. doing his thing and so I went down rabbit holes which I tended to happen I begin to get very <laughs> I obsessive think we all do. yeah I get very obsessive <laughs> yeah. when Black Panther came out like after it came out and I saw we saw it like two or three times in the in the theaters mm-hmm. and then I just wanted to study every single thing that this dude had done not only just film wise but all his interviews if you go back and watch his interviews now man it's just 
it's like to Jack's point, it's super next level class. Right. But he was talking yeah. about they're like, yeah. So how do you do with your family and how do you? And from the small town he's from, which I can't remember, but it's a small town. I want to say it's Mississippi, but I'm wrong. I don't know where. Somebody can look that up. Um, he was like, yo, when I go back, like I bring the resources back to my entire family. So our entire neighborhood, my entire community, like they all have a part in what I'm doing and the production and a part of this. And he's like, yeah, I got to, you know, I got to take turns when I take people to the certain premieres. I can't take the whole family. He was like, but everybody is a part of this ecosystem and this right. is why I do it for. And it was just like, it just hit me, man. Like every aspect of Shout what out he to was his doing family, man. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I can South only Carolina. imagine like South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. I can only imagine like what they're dealing with right now. If, yeah. Especially like that's a void. Yeah. That's a deep that's void. A vac- yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a big vacuum, man. I wanted to talk too about like, uh, the five bloods. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even get through. So I want to get your point. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Just like I couldn't finish that film. And here's what's interesting and eerie about it and how, like, the spirit and energy works. A, I didn't realize that movie was going to be as violent as it is. It's, like, fucked yeah. up violent. Like, and it's, like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, wasn't prepared for it. It was so intense. And we're living these intense times. I didn't know. It's, like, people getting their body blown off and yeah. fucking crazy yeah, shit like that. And so, like, I couldn't Super. even get through. I got halfway through it. And, like, his presence, because he's literally, like, a spirit and a ghost in it. Mm. It was throwing me off, like... His presence in it, like the energy in it, is was throwing me off, bro. And I mean that, like this is not me saying that because of him. Just it's like I couldn't finish it because it's like it was sitting with me in a weird way. If that makes mm-hmm. sense to anybody, yeah, of mm-hmm. course. So yeah, yeah that's my um, but yeah, it's still super fresh. You know, yeah. um, you know, by the time this airs, it may be a few a few days removed. Where mm-hmm. we're still mm-hmm. a couple days, right? You know, yeah. At right. this point, so it's super fresh. Um, I think that that feeling that you're describing. The last time I remember feeling something like that was when Tupac died, mm-hmm. where there was um, almost feeling like, you know, I mean, for it was a minute where people didn't even believe that Tupac was dead for a, right. for a while, right? So there was this yeah. almost like um, eerie, like he's still around kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, right. he, he was gone. And I yeah. think that from what you're describing, it seems like that may be kind of a little bit of what that is. So, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Ashley, what did you say? Um, I wanted to touch bases on that movie because. I mean, the whole location, like, it was Vietnam. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. we we don't really think about this, but I think that I think deeply about it because, you know, my grandfather was a veteran, too, in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And how they served mm-hmm. in Vietnam back in the day yeah. and how they fought for, you know, basically fought for their country and was still treated so terribly when they came home. Yeah. I just look at it like it was so empowering for him, him to be in a film even talking about Vietnam overall yeah. to revisit, yeah. you know, something yeah. like that. But the spiritual part about it, I think like it, it really fucks with us. It yeah. fucks with us deeply. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it, 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 it kind of evokes some things in our spirit as far as, you know, who we are as a people. Yes. And what we bring to the table. Yes. It's an awakening happening, y'all. And um, we're going to go ahead and tie the bow on that unless anybody had any final comments we lift you up, brother. And yes. of course, the whole world is doing that now. So go stream every single film that you can. If you you know watch The Five Bloods, I'm going to finish it just so I can just attribute an honor to him. Right. Um, Black Panther, Civil War, whatever. Um, and we lift you up. And your spirit and your energy has changed the world uh, forever. Sense. Forever mm-hmm. and ever. And there's going to be many people to follow after you, brother. So we lift you up. And um, on that note, uh, we're going to go ahead and transition to our final segment of Picks of the Week. <laughs> Shout out to Redman. Yummy, yummy. Uh, so I will go first just to bring a little levity, even though it's not really hard. It's hard to do during these times. It's just it's so much shit going on. y'all. That's the reason why we're like we could have talked about another situation on police brutality like we did mm. black lives matter and we always are talking about it we are in totally engaged on that in the digi good tribe we're never getting off of that subject but we wanted to like at least like make it a conversation about different things because we know the system of white supremacy and the police state is never going to change unless we uproot it that's just right. plain fucking facts Straight we can up. march all goddamn day we can Straight do up. all these different things we want to do but until we rebuild it, shit's never going to change. And so we just got to come up to that realization that this yeah. is just going to be what it is. This is what it is for us yeah. as black people in America. And we got to work. We got to move ourselves accordingly. That's a subject for another time. But uh, 
my pick to bring some levity because uh, I've been needing it, man. To be honest, it's mm-hmm. like a lot of heavy stuff I've been 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 having, just like all of us. So I wanted to get to something light, and um, I don't have a soundbite, but I recommend that you go find this show however you can. Uh, you know, I'll just say that you know, use your resources. But it's a fantastic show. It's a UK show. Uh, it's called Stath Let's Flats. S T A T H Let's Flats. Mm. And it's like one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. It's literally a combination of The Office mm-hmm. and it's Borat ish, but only in the sense of like he has a unique accent. He's Greek. And it's fucking funny as shit, man. And like, I love UK comedies. I'm a big fan of things like IT and um, <laughs> IT Crowd and, and all that shit. And um, it's just really been a positive funny energy i also want to shout out some talking about comedy another comedy with just we're talking about black people who build in community mm-hmm. shout out to kev on stage because yeah. i just experienced his uh live comedy show i actually bought a ticket yesterday it's like 13 bucks and i want nice. to shout out kev on stage nice. what he's doing is fantastic and the platform essentially is you got a live show um people a few people can come socially distant like maybe 30 people and they live stream it live through youtube it's a private link mm. and then it's only up for 24 hours and that model what he's got going i think that's a fucking awesome sustainable yeah, model for musicians because right. it could be like all right i'm about to do a show only people who pay for the event right get this show link mm-hmm. and it's live but then you can also watch it for 24 hours and then it expires like it's fire and it's also he had incredible comedians mm. check out kev on stage uh as well for my uh, comedy picks of the week. That's me. Nice, I nice. am still on this whole look craft country vibe. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to. Man. Oh, Tristan sorry. told me it's nuts. Quick plug, my. Yes. Oh, it'll be. My homegirl's in it tomorrow, boom. which will be yesterday. Boom, boom. Ooh. Naomi Mack. Shout out to Naomi Mack. Yeah, she's going to be in Lovecraft Country. Do you know what role she plays? Um, She's actually on the poster. So if you look at the poster that was on okay. the New York Times, she's the girl on the on the Man, left. I feel like this show is so Get necessary it. for us. Like, yeah. I'm still like kind of like my wheels are turning because I watched the first episode. Um, So I'm in a long distance relationship and how we've been keeping it fresh is by watching Watch shows through yeah that's awesome yeah together so um awesome. he suggested i was like what is that um it's by uh jordan peele right is it, is it? yeah jordan peele jordan is peele. executive producer yeah. and oh, okay. so is um, steven yeah which one it's all black people right yeah no uh, uh, i think no, no, it's either no. steven it's, spielberg it's, or stephen yeah. king okay it's collaboration collaboration yeah but okay. it's uh it's I'm really gonna watch crazy it. it's um fantastic. I think it's like everybody's saying it's like one of the best shows man I'm telling you like and I don't get excited about shows like that but this one is it yes. giving like yes. Stephen King is it, it giving is. Watchmen a show like a run for his money because Watchmen oh, yeah, was yeah. the most oh, impressive oh absolutely hands down damn it's giving hands Watchmen down. a run for his money because it's right. like it's a good. whole different God, world it's damn. like it's two completely world. different worlds no no but worlds. I'm just like, like on the scale of how they yeah. elevated black yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what if you watch Lovecraft Country like you're learning things on the first episode about what Sundown yeah. Sundown towns. Yeah. yeah. Like, wait, so, I think a lot yeah. of people it's don't realize there are people. still sundown towns that yeah, actually still exist. happening right now. Yeah. But um yeah, it shed lights it I'm sheds a lot of it's light done. on a lot of racial situations and laws that are in place. Um I mean, even how like it's like I was saying, it's like different worlds. Like okay. literally. No, it's a, like different I'm, worlds. I'm on it. I'm on um, it. Say, say less. Yeah. Say less. I'm on it. Yeah, it's literally um that highlights history that a lot of you know mainstream people don't know about i think is ultra important right now because Mm. a big part of the divisions and the these um you know we've seen these opinions that are like almost make your head spin is the fact that people don't believe in the same form of history right right. yeah so i think uh, um the same way that Watchmen, you know for some people that was the first time that they knew about uh, exposure of of white supremacy yeah um, here recently, TV exposed some a lot of people to Juneteenth. A lot yeah. of people didn't know about Juneteenth, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah. So I think that it's important for them to continue to do do that through entertainment. Yeah, I was interviewing somebody for a, a documentary, um, and the the he was a, a Caucasian young man, and he was saying how I was like asking about a specific town, and he was saying, "Oh yeah, you don't know about that." And I was like, "What's Sundown?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that was, he dropped a bomb on me because I was like, "Well, what's that?" He like, bomb on me. Um, hey, I don't know actual billboard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's deep, man. Yeah. I think it's so dope, back. though, like to see all of these, like everybody uniting on yeah. a media scale, yeah. entertainment scale, yeah. like to really that's bring these facts. things out and to be allowed to be able to do these things. 
Um, yeah. So moving on, uh, like I said again, that show is Lovecraft Country off yeah. the chain. I'm, it's, I'm on um, it. mm-hmm. uh, I'll uh, my music pick is going to be a young lady. Uh, she's part of the LGBT community. Okay. Um, her name is M K X Y Z. Um, she's a R and B singer. She kind of raps a little bit too. Okay. She, I think she's like Asian or hmm. Korean. I'm not really sure. Okay. But like her, between her dancing, I know this is oh, a dope. stretch, but she's like a female Chris Brown. Okay. Whoa. A female Chris Brown. Okay. Like she's really, really that's, dope. That's, that, um, that, that sets the bar. Man. The bar. Sing, okay. I what mean, record? Is there a particular song uh, that we can uh, feature on there? If not, that's cool. Too. I mean, like I'm kind of like, it, it, she has a song with G-Eazy, but it's not like my favorite. Um, she has a couple other ones. I'd have to like look at them again. That's cool. But just, well, yeah, so but she's vibes. say she's her name vibe. again. Or M-K-X-Y-Z. M-K-X-Y-Z. We'll find yeah, out. Kind of crazy something. name, but yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, and I'll put it in the digital. She's dopeness, man. Her voice is amazing. Nice. Right. Nice. Cool. Next up. You want to go, Jack? I want me to go? Um. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, when Amon was talking about comedy picks, it made me think about uh, one of our day ones, uh, Crystal Pierce, who's mm-hmm. been yeah. using a lot of content, um, mm-hmm. doing a lot during COVID. Like, I think her pivot during COVID has been uh, remarkable. So we yeah. just wanted to make sure we, we plug Crystal as well. We did an mm-hmm. um, episode with her and Joel. Um, Years what ago. was it, two seasons ago? Something yeah, like that. But over, over three, four just years. wanted to highlight her as well. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Chrissy Chris. Also, and her, I, po- her podcast. She's got a really dope podcast. On a new song. Oh, oh. By uh, yeah. Only go, Jack. Okay. The country. With the little O with the little the thing. Little I don't know what kind the of zero. O. You know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's spelled, you know, but country is is, is her name. And it's uh, me and, it's, and another MC. Uh, the the song is called "Dancing Down the Walls." Ooh, yeah, it's political. It's oh, nice. pretty much an anti-Trump song, which <laughs> I, I, I usually don't be so like on the head about things like that. You know, right. like I probably yeah. you know would not with my solo stuff like make an anti-Trump song, but um, it was something different. It's got, it's got like a dance vibe, almost yeah. like a. It's definitely a type, unique um, you know, feel to it. Nice, nice. And, uh, yeah, man, I just had to get I had to get my fuck Trump bars on. <laughs> it's got a it's got a unique vibe. I also want to go ahead plug on the Digi Tribe. Hey. We got track of the week. It's going ooh, up ooh, now. Ooh, People ooh. are actually paying attention, and that was featured. Uh, Jack uh, shared his uh, uh, track of the week last go week, Jack. and he can share it again. So if you yeah. got music you want to share with us, you can do it in real time on the thread. That post is always up, so you can just go in there and update and add new music. So you can contribute, and then maybe we we feature it or we play it on the show. You are a part of the community. This is not a one way street. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just wanted to shout that out, you know what I mean, to Yo, all of Jack, our musicians. He's dope, he's dope though, bro. Like yeah, he's out here, man. He got he's, he's vibes, y'all. Out here, stuff in the chamber. There's some stuff out here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. can only imagine. Nice little appetizer for the people. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. We got nice. we got we got some stuff, man. My birthday's coming up. <laughs> Let me just say that. There's some, oh, there's some shit coming out of the chamber. I got one more thing to plug. For sure. Shameless plug. Go ahead. Um, so my boyfriend has this book that's about to be released. It is called I Loved You More Last Year. Mm. It's a book full of poetry. Um, it's so deep. It made me honestly look at men completely different. Um, uh, and mm. like like I was talking about Jack earlier with the whole like emotional thing. I think as, as women, we just think that men are just these strong, big buff guys that are supposed to just protect us and like not really wear a face as far as emotions are concerned and always be like the tough guy. Um, but he like really um, exposes um, the the true feelings of, you know, men. And, humans and, too. We got feelings. Yeah, yeah man, we are humans. We, <laughs> yeah, we bleed the same blood. Man, you know when I, I mean? tell you this book is crazy, it's cray cray. That's fire. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll link to that in Plug. the pack as well and take us home. Kavars, All right. Get so, up out of here. Interesting, <laughs> interesting enough, um, we got Umbrella Academy. I don't know if anybody <laughs> watched it. that. Loved it. And it was so crazy because I know it. they filmed it <laughs> like last year. Right. And, but when it dropped, it was in the middle of like the civil unrest and the protest. Right. And the whole family got put back into the 60s mm-hmm. so yeah. it was in the middle of that i was like wow like it. like just the way I things come together show. as far as incredible. the media goes yeah. uh legend of Korra, rewatched that yeah, yeah. Also took fun. away all those um nuggets and those you know mm-hmm. spiritual Nugs. yeah um yeah. i read this book called uh blink the power of thinking without thinking it's mm-hmm. like from 05 but it talks about like trusting your intuition and like how to train it and how to know when you can rely on it and when not to 
Mm-hmm. Really good book. I suggested by um, what's his name, Mac- Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Mm-hmm. And what I'm looking forward to is The Boys. What's yeah, that? that's dropping Ooh. soon. What's that about? Amazon mm-hmm, Prime. It's, it's the the anti heroes. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's like super fucked up Superman that melts your face. And, yeah, and is a wow. murder psychopath. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That sounds. That, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Oh, you gotta watch season one, like the first scene. You're just like, oh. Yeah, so what? What, like um, that. what platform is that on? Prime. 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 Amazon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So definitely watch yeah. that again. Lovecraft Country. Homegirl yeah. Naomi Mac. Oh, so make sure y'all yeah. check her out. I'm trying to wait. I'm trying to wait it out. Man, the 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 man comes on friday and or saturday and oh. i'm like i'm sitting here like okay am mm-hmm. i cheating if i can watch you yeah, like, well, you yourself you yeah. a little social yeah. distance screening so thank y'all uh this episode again has been is one of our freewheeling kind of like off the dome strip episodes dome but dome. also in tribute to uh, the wonderful brother Chadwick Boseman, aka mm-hmm. the Black Panther, who lives forever. Ever. Uh, we got more coming. We got a few more episodes mm-hmm. left in season three. Again, before season three ends, we will have a merch drop. Uh, yeah. Pre-orders will be coming soon. Yeah, like we said, yeah, new yeah. projects, new music coming soon. So mm-hmm. all you got to do to stay abreast, I love that, is abreast. Yeah, I mean is to sign up to the Digital Good Times mailing list, which you can do by going to digigoodtimes.com or going to our Facebook group and putting in Good Tribe and joining us, man. Become a part of what we're building. So much more to come. And uh, on that note... We love you guys. Yep, yep, we yep. love you guys. I fully out here. Holler at you. Deuces.